What up, what up, what up, y'all? How are you? Welcome to the Be That Bitch podcast. I am that bitch, Allie, the host of this podcast. I am so excited that y'all are here with me. Hope y'all are having an amazing Wednesday or whatever day you are listening to this episode. Uh, We did not have an episode last week. And you know, I would love to tell you that... It will never happen again, but it probably will, especially if uh, the kids keep acting like they do. Last week, we had fall break. So in the good old state of Georgia, our kids get like an entire fucking week off in uh, October for fall break. And my children are at that age right now where they're very needy and demanding of my time. And we just didn't get a chance to record an episode last week, but We are back and I have a really good episode for you guys. I know, you know, we're going into a busy season, a busy season of life with, you know, all the holidays coming up and a lot of people like to use that word busy as an excuse to, you know, not work on forming habits or being consistent or showing up for themselves, using it as a, oh, I'll just start January 1. Nah, boo-boo. Now, before we get into this episode, before we get into all the shit that we are to say, I want you to forget that mentality that we are going to wait till January to get our life together, to start working on ourselves, because you are legit throwing away two fucking months, nine plus weeks of time that God is granting you. Yeah, no, we're not doing that because that time somebody would have killed to have that and you have it and you're going to waste it. We're not doing that, boo boo. No. So what we're going to do is we're going to work on ending this year stronger than ever so we can start the year stronger than ever because because the new year, it doesn't just like flip a light switch, right? Like that's not how transformation works. That's not how, you know, establishing habits works. That's not how all of this works. It's more of a dimmer. You've got to gradually work to get to the person that you want to be. And if you have big goals for January or hell, all of 2023, that starts right now. Lay in the foundation, starting to work on creating routines, rituals, and habits that are going to help promote that woman that you want to be in 2023. So lose the fucking idea that this is just a two free months to treat yourself like shit because one, you're going to go into the new year feeling like shit. Two, your body and yourself doesn't deserve that. You deserve to prioritize your health and your happiness all year long, right? All fucking year long and especially during the holidays. That does not mean that you don't get to enjoy your holidays. That doesn't mean you don't get to enjoy all of the amazing festivist fuck shit that comes through the holidays. But it does mean that you also prioritize you. Because remember y'all from our mom guilt episode, it's not you or them. It's not you or all these responsibilities. It's you and them. You don't have to pick and choose. It can be both. Y'all know I am obsessed with the holidays, right? If you follow me on Instagram, I'm literally doing a fucking countdown to when I get to decorate for Christmas. I usually decorate the day the countdown to Christmas starts on Hallmark, which is actually this Friday, if you're listening to this when it launches, the 21st. Now, I let my husband strong arm me to waiting till November 1st. Am I going to actually wait? It's 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 debatable. We're going to see. We're going to pray about it. But y'all know, if you know me at all, you know I love the holidays. I love my peppermint mochas. I love my boom chicka pop, the peppermint mocha boom chicka pop. I love all that shit. 
I don't begrudge myself those things. No, 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 we don't do that. So when I'm talking about building these habits as I'm going into this episode, because we're really going to focus on creating and building lasting habits and the steps into which we do that, I want you to realize that you don't want to create habits around a lifestyle you you don't want to live for the rest of your life. Does that make sense? Right? Like you don't want to work fucking and kill yourself to create all of these habits for a lifestyle that you know that you're not going to want to live for the rest of your life. And I am so sorry, but I don't want to live a life where I never have a carb or I don't want to live a life where I have to count every single macro that I eat. I don't want to live a life where I can't enjoy the finer things in life and the treats and stuff like that. And so as we're working on focusing on, you know, creating these habits and rituals and routines for ourselves, I really want you to think about the life that you want to live long term, not just, you know, during the new year or the holiday days are all the all all year long right all year long so we're really going to focus on that and I know this is something a lot of us struggle with is habits and routines and stuff like that so I really hope this episode helps you but first before we get into all of the personal development growthy yada 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 shit let's talk about some smutty fiction because you know your girl can't do a podcast episode without talking about her books of the week and all the amazing books that are to come. So if you're new here, I am very passionate about self-growth and I'm also very passionate about smutty romance novels. So I always like to go over and do a recap of the books that I read throughout the week so that you too can become obsessed with smutty romance novels. Like let's become the smut queens of the fitness world, right? The girls that like to lift dumbbells and lift books. I don't know. We're just going to roll with it. So what have I read this week? Now, one book that I just read, it's called Sicko. So... I know a lot of you are going to be like, oh my gosh, that's fitting because he falls in love with his adopted sister. But no, he isn't called sicko because that's sick because that's not, you know, I've read worse. (laughs) He's called sicko because he's a badass motherfucker that likes to skin his victims alive. So he's in an MC, which is a motorcycle game, and he is a badass. It is a dark romance. There is trigger warning. So it does talk about sex trafficking and um, sexual assault and all that stuff. So make sure any of my books, you check the trigger warnings because your girl loves triggers. Your girl collects triggers like fucking candy on Halloween. I just, I love a book with all the trigger warnings. So just make sure that you do your research before you read one of my books. I am not held responsible for the books you read if they trigger you because all of them come with trigger warnings at the beginning. Anyways, <laughs> that's my disclaimer. So this book, he it is a forbidden romance. So adopted sibling. Um, so basically she's adopted into this family and, you know, they have like this bond from day one. Well, they had something happen. He unexpectedly, like in the middle of the night, bolts. She does not see him for four years. He doesn't see his family or her for four years. Comes back into her life. He is now joined a motorcycle gang and a completely different person, right? Like he was all sweet and kind and loving and yada, yada, yada. Now he's a badass motherfucker that like wants to torture her and all this stuff, but still loves her. It's a whole situation. 
Well, you know, she is in this situation with this guy named James that is a very, very scary situation where, you know, he's taking advantage of her and stuff like that. She isn't telling him a bunch of lies, deceits, all that. But y'all, the spas, whoo, it's it's good. So definitely that book. Um, Another one, if you are like a not mere before Christmas fan, like you love the book, um, not the book. Uh, maybe it's a book. I don't fucking know. But if you like the movie, The Not Bo- the Not Mere Before Christmas, you need to read The Skeleton Key. Uh, who the fuck is it by? The Skeleton Key King by Charity B. So it's basically a dark romance uh, rendition of The Skeleton King. So it has, you know, their love story. But it is, again, very triggering. Make sure that you check trigger warnings. There is sexual assault and stuff like that in this book. Now, I will tell you, this is, it's a very dark telling, very graphic, very smutty, but it is very good. And, you know, proceed with caution as any of these Halloween books. I feel like I am just in like the spooky, like dark romance mood, which next month I am doing all like fall vibes. I feel like I need a whole month of lightness after this, but I am also getting an entire TBR of Christmas reads because you know your bitch is going to start reading Christmas books on November 1st. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because we are not waiting for the Christmas joy. No, no, we're not doing that. You like, let this be a, a note to everybody. Do what makes you happy. If putting your Christmas tree up in fucking October makes you happy, guess what? Put your Christmas tree up in October. Don't let anyone do and dictate what you can do that brings you happiness. Do you, boo. And I'm going to do me. Okay. Anywho, let's get into the meat and taters of what we're going to talk about. Habits and routines. Alrighty, y'all. We are back. And we're going to get all up in talking about habits and building lasting habits. So I have six kind of steps to help you really create a lasting habit. And then I'm going to kind of go over how you're going to keep your word to yourself once we have created these habits. Because, right, we can do all of the laying the foundation, right? Like deciding what we want to create a habit, deciding the routine around the habit. But unless we actually put it into work and actually keep the promises we make to ourselves, ain't shit gonna fucking happen, right? So number one is you really want to focus on starting with small nudges, right? You know the difference between a push and a nudge. A push is like, I'm going to fucking push myself in there and I'm going to try to go really far and have to really watt knuckle my way to it. But a nudge is like, I'm just going to tiptoe my way forward and eventually get there. So you really want to focus on small nudges, right? We already have habits established as it is. If you can think about your daily routine and your your weekly routine or your yearly routine or, you know, really focus on what you already do without thinking about because that's what a habit is, right? It's something that you can almost do on autopilot, like taking your commute to work or something like that. Think about the things that you've already created habits. Maybe you already have a habit of pressing the snooze button. You already have a habit of not working out. You already have a habit of eating like shit. You already have a habit of stopping on a drive through on your way home and getting a frosty or something like that. You already have habits established and already in place. So it is going to take time to 
unlearn, right, overwrite those habits that you already have to be able to create new ones on top of it. So you have to realize that it's going to take time and that starting with small nudges, working your way up to really creating those big habits that you want to transform, right, is going to get you lasting results versus, you know, trying to throw yourself in there. Haven't you ever realized that's why habit trackers aren't working? Like, at least they don't work for me, right? Like I'll write all this shit down on a habit tracker that I want to become habit and I get overwhelmed, right? Like drink a gallon of water, work out five days a week, you know, uh, go on a walk, do this, do that, do the other. And I'll add all this shit onto a fucking habit tracker. And then by Wednesday, I'm like, fuck you, fuck this, fuck it. I'm done. Like I don't want to do it. So that's what we're going to avoid. So nix the habit tracker and really just focus on small nudges, focus on little tiny things that you want to transform that you can create a habit, then you'll be able to add onto that on top of it. The best analogy that I have ever heard in my entire life that gave me a really good visual for, you know, habits and why they're very difficult in the beginning to create. Think about a rubber band, right? So I'm actually going to hold a rubber band while I do this because it gives me the visual and I like to do that. Let me take my hair out. So if you're holding a rubber band and you just kind of have it chill in there, not doing anything, right? So that is representing the habits that you already have in place, right? The oversleeping, the going through a drop through, the not working out, the whatever you're already established a habit. That is like this rubber band, right? now, right? And so you're wanting to establish a new habit and a new, you know, routine around that. So at the beginning, right, if you first start stretching that rubber band, it's really, really hard at the beginning, right? Like it's hard to stretch it. You have to really work really hard to keep stretching and keep stretching and keep stretching, right? And then if you stop, right, if you stop working hard on stretching that rubber band, like you don't hold the promise you make to yourself, you stop working on creating that habit, you kind of go back to to the beginning, right? Then you have to start all over again. And if you keep working and you keep working really hard, do you hear that? It snaps. And once that rubber band snaps, that is the new you. That is that new habit that is created because you don't have to work against that resistance anymore. Once you've created that new habit, you now get to do that on autopilot. Yes, I did snap my hair tie because I was going to, I was committed to that fucking analogy. So, What our goal is, is we want to make that hairband snap, right? We want to make that rubber band snap. So we've created the new version of us, the us that has these habits that we are proud of, that we don't have to think about, right? Every single person that you see that works out every single day or that eats healthy all started at one point where they were having to create that habit and that they had to do that uphill battle to eventually get there. And so you know what? Yeah, it's going to be hard. Nobody says it's going to be easy, but it will always be worth. Alrighty. So number two, when creating a new habit, it's really important to have a reward system for yourself. Y'all know we do things a lot happier and a lot more consistently if we know that there's something in it for us. Yes, the grand scheme of things, what's in it for us is creating this new habit that we're going to be proud of that we don't have to think about. Yes, that is amazing. But how are you going to keep yourself motivated until you eventually get there? I believe tangible rewards help us see, you know, like if I 
do this, then I'm going to get that. And so for me, whenever I was creating a new habit, so I was doing 75 hard and I was really creating the habit of working out every single day, each milestone, right? Each month that I worked out every single day, I rewarded myself with new workout clothes. It was something that one encouraged the goal that I was wanting to create, right? Encouraging by having new workout clothes to keep myself working out, but it also gave me something to work towards. So I got so excited and then I'm like, you know, if I don't do this workout, then I'm not gonna get my end goal. And I already know what I want, like leggings I want and everything. So it really keeps you focused and online, in line for creating that habit because you're like, you know what, at the end of this month, I'm gonna get me a new workout outfit and I'm excited. And you wanna make sure that your reward is something helps promote the future you, right? Is something that the future you would do. So don't reward yourself for working out with a cheat meal. Don't reward yourself for, you know, eating five days nutrition dense with a fucking double cheeseburger. Like that's not what we want to do. That's counterproductive, but you can reward yourself with a new pair of sneakers or a new fitness watch or a new workout clothes, or maybe new workout equipment or a new set of dumbbells, or, you know, maybe a trip to sprouts where you don't watch your budget. I don't know. The possibilities are endless, but you just want to make sure that it's something to promote the future you. So maybe like you're wanting to make a business goal, right? Maybe it's, I want to sign up five new clients or I want to do this. Then you can make your reward for once you've done the activities to get to that part. Your reward is you, you know, buy yourself new planner or uh, I don't know. Eventually, if you sign up so many clients, you get yourself a new computer. You can really possibilities are endless with the reward system, but you want to make sure you have one in place that keeps you working towards your goals. Y'all, number three is all about being realistic, right? So I want you to really be realistic about how long it's going to take to create this new habit. Gone are the days that we believe 21 days is going to help create a new habit. That's bullshit. Absolutely, positively bullshit. It takes statistically anywhere from 18 to 254 days to create a new habit. The lower end is if you're not overriding already a bad habit and wanting to make it a good habit. So like if you already have the habit of letting yourself down, it's gonna take a long fucking time for you to restore that faith in yourself and make it a habit of not letting yourself down. If you already have a habit of not working out and you haven't worked out in 10 years, it's gonna take you a lot fucking longer to create that habit of consistently working out than if you have already been working out three days a week and you're wanting to change that to five, right? So just go into this with realistic expectations to know that you're playing the long game. This is not a, I'm going to really work hard for 21 days and then it's going to be on autopilot. That's not how this works. It's going to take a long time. It took me almost six months to get and create the habit of not weighing myself in the morning. I know that's like crazy to think about, but I really wanted to break my addiction to the scale, but it took six months of really intentional like acts, really focusing on not stepping on that scale in the morning, not going and finding the scale to really create the habit to not step on it. And now I haven't stepped on a scale in like a year, right? It took me almost a year to really create the habit of working out every single day. And now I'm almost, you know, worked out this entire year every day even through marathon training, even through half marathon training and all that stuff. And now it is weirder for me not to work out than 
to work out. Like my trainer, he was like, uh, like my running coach. He was like, Allie, you really need to, you know, take rest days before your half marathon. And I'm like, I don't physically know if I can like not do anything. Like, it's just not possible for me to like sit on the couch. So like I do active recovery and it's just, I don't know. I just physically cannot sit on the couch. And I think that is, you know, from months and months and months of creating the habit of pressing play and doing the same thing. All right, so number four, to make something a habit, you first have to create a routine around it. I think this is something a lot of people forget and space out because habit trackers don't have it, right? What do you do when you're trying to create a habit with a habit tracker? You just write it down. You don't have like steps that you're gonna do to create it. You don't have rhyme or reason. You just write it down and hope for the best. Y'all, hope ain't a strategy. We ain't hoping, we're working for it. And so really something that's important in the first step to actually making that habit come to fruition is to create a routine that promotes that habit, right? So if you're wanting to create a habit of working out five days a week, what is the routine that you're going to create that will lead up to making that habit, right? A routine is something you have to intentionally do every single day. A habit is something that you do on autopilot, right? Something that you really don't have to think about. So the routine, if you're wanting to work out five days a week, you can make a routine around, all right, on my way home from work, I'm gonna drink my pre-workout on my way home from work. Once I get home, I'm gonna go straight to my room, change from my work clothes to my workout clothes, then I'm gonna go into my spare bedroom and I'm gonna press play on my workout. Or I'm gonna drink my pre-workout on the way home from work, so once I get to the gym, I change into my workout clothes and I get into the gym, right? So you have a routine to step up onto creating that habit that you want to have. You have a time that you're going to do it. You have steps in which you're going to do it, and then you're going to do it. Now, maybe you're wanting to make a habit of not hitting snooze on your alarm. So what are you going to do to create a routine around that? So I'm going to drink a warm glass of, you know, tea before I go to bed. And then I'm going to make sure my phone is across the room and I'm going to already have my workout clothes laid out. And I'm already have, you know, everything set up so I don't have to think about it once I get up in the morning, right? I'm going to good up and splash water on my face, right? Creating a routine. If you are, and if that is one of your goals to become a morning person, read the book, The Miracle Morning that changed my life and made me a morning person because it gave you really good step-by-steps to having a successful morning and becoming a morning person. So anyways, making sure that you have a routine that will work up to the person that you want. Because a behavior has to be a regularly occurring routine to then become a habit. You can't skip the routine aspect and hope to create a habit. It just, it doesn't work that way. You have to have a plan. What is that saying, y'all? Plan to fail, fail to plan, right? Having a plan to creating that new habit is essential. Now, number six, and it's probably one of the biggest and most important ones, is you've got to prepare for roadblocks. Anticipate shit not going perfectly. Anticipate things happening. Anticipate you actually letting yourself down one day. Y'all, I know you want to think that everything's going to be peachy king and it's going to be all rainbows, butterflies, and unicorn shit, but that's not how life happens. Life happens, right? We oversleep or routines get messed up or the kids are brats or our husband's being an asshole, right? Like things happen 
happen. And we have to be able to prepare and anticipate for those things happening so that we can overcome them. So when anticipating your roadblocks, you first want to think about why to date do you think that you haven't created this habit, right? Why to date are you not doing the things that you know you need to do? So what are the things that have held you back in the past? Is it your kids? Is it routines? Is it schedules? Is it lack of finances? Is it lack of, you know, like, knowledge of cooking or knowledge of fitness, what are the things that have held you back in the past, right? So you want to really dig deep and to figure out all of those things that have held you back in the past and wrap them down so that there you can anticipate how you're going to overcome those things. Because if they've happened before, chances are they're going to happen again, especially if it's reoccurring things like stress when it comes to your kids or your husband or finances or something like that. So once you've wrote those down, those potential roadblocks, then you can come up with steps on how you're going to overcome them. So when they inevitably do come through and your emotions are heightened, you and you can't think clearly, you can go back to that note and follow those steps to overcome that roadblock. Because y'all, a roadblock does not mean a dead end. It just means you gotta take a detour. So you're planning those detours before they happen. So when your emotions are all haywire and you really are in that fuck it mood, you don't have to think about it. You can just do it, what you've listed. And the last one, y'all, is being an asshole to yourself ain't gonna get you there any faster. You slip up and oversleep. You find yourself binge eating. Bullying yourself is not going to make it any better for you and get you there any quicker. Now, what will is evaluating how you found yourself letting yourself down and getting fucked back up and keep fighting, right? It kind of goes into the whole idea of preparing for roadblocks. It's also important to know that when you do inevitably slip up, because that is, it's creating a habit, right? We're not perfect getting up because it's not the slip up that ruins anything, right? It's not the slip up. It's not the one meal. It's not the one night you oversleep. It's the mindset you allow yourself to get into the pit that you let yourself dig yourself into that really does fuck journeys up, right? So really making sure that you have, okay, so if I do let myself down or when I do inevitably let myself down one time, This is what I'm going to do, right? This is the protocol I'm going to follow so that I can get myself back up and keep fighting, right? So that is all of the ways that we can create lasting habits, right? One, start small, really nudge your way into there. Two is creating a reward system for yourself. Three is knowing that it's really going to take time anywhere between 18 to 254 days to create this new habit. Number four is to make something a habit. You really do need to first focus on creating that routine around it, preparing for roadblocks. So really anticipating where all of the roadblocks can happen. And then number six is being an asshole to yourself ain't going to get you there any faster. So really anticipating or figuring out what you're going to do to help yourself when you inevitably do let yourself down that one time. Now let's talk about ways that we can keep our words to ourselves, right? Ways that we can really help keep our word to ourselves because all of this don't mean shit unless we start working on keeping our words to ourselves, right? Unless we start realizing that we are worthy of keeping our word to ourselves, just like we keep our words to everybody else. So number one is y'all, we've got to prioritize ourselves, right? We put everyone's agenda before our own and that is why we suck at holding ourselves accountable and keeping our words to ourselves. You have to hold yourself at the same level that you hold others. Yes, you don't wanna let others down, but you have to ask yourself this, then why the 
the fuck are you so okay with holding, letting yourself down, right? Why are you so okay with letting yourself down, but you would rather crawl in a hole and die before you let somebody else down? Prioritizing yourself does not mean that it's you or them. It means it's you and them. You matter. And the quicker that we realize that it is essential to prioritize our happiness and our health and our habits that we want to create, the strong, the quicker that we're going to realize that we're going to be a better human for that. And by prioritizing us, we're also prioritizing our family because they are getting that person that they deserve. I mean, you have to think whenever you're on a plane, right? What do they say? Put your mask on on before you put others on, right? You've got to make sure that you take care of yourself so that you can take care of others. So make sure you put your mask on so you can make sure you're there to take care of your family. Putting your mask on means waking up and taking care of yourself. It means moving your body. It means fueling yourself for a lifelong happiness, right? That is the way that you put your metaphorical mask on so you can be there to take care of your family. The best thing that I ever did was start focusing on whatever I need to do to take care of myself. Do that first. Wake up, get your shit done so you don't have to worry about it. And that means there's less roadblocks throughout the day because how many of us have you know, gone through a whole day, our workouts at night and everything has just pissed us off. And then we get in this fuck it mood. And the last thing we want to do is our workout. So we don't do it right. If we do it first thing in the morning, if we do the things that we need to do to take care of ourselves, first thing, there's less things in our way and there's more time for us to focus so we can actually get those things taken care of. So I would urge you, I know a lot of us aren't morning people and I am a firm believer in whatever time you can be most consistent, you need to do it at that time. But if you are somebody who finds that you allow your day's circumstances to define your mood, right? If it be work or how your kids are or how your husband is or, you know, the things that come about, I urge you to try to make yourself a morning workout person or a morning, you know, whatever routine person so that you can make sure that you take care of those things before inevitably something goes to shit and it ruins your mood. Okay. Making sure that you take care of yourself because that could also create that, that base of happiness, that base of fulfillment. So when those things do inevitably go wrong, you're not as in a fuck it. And before somebody comes at me with that bullshit of, I ain't got time for it. You're the one allocating your time to things that you deem important. So before you say that I don't have the time for it, I want you to ask that. Why is it not important enough for me to make the time for it? Right? We're the one that's allocating our time to the places that we deem important. So maybe you need to ask yourself that why is everybody else more worthy of my time than myself? We all have the time. We just all don't prioritize and utilize that time to its full advantage. So really when it's, when you're working on prioritizing, you know, keeping your word to yourself and prioritizing yourself, you really need to focus on allocating that time for the things that you find important and making sure that your habit that you want to create is something that you find of importance so that you do make the time for it. And then lastly, you've got to respect yourself. Way to keep your word to yourself is have some fucking self-respect. Part of showing your self-respect is knowing your limitations, right? Is knowing where you're strong and where you're weak and where you can get help from others. So a way to respect yourself and a way to keep your words to yourself is maybe outsourcing things that you don't find joy in. 
outsourcing things that you don't have time for to make time for the things that are more important to you. So maybe that's meal prepping or maybe that's house cleaning or maybe that's, you know, a babysitter or something like that. Really respecting your time and knowing that, yes, I can't do it all and I'm not expected to do it all. So asking ourselves, what are the things that bring us joy? What are the things that are going to help build the person we want to be? And how can I get the other stuff taken care of? Okay, really asking yourself, like, you know, is there something that I can, you know, tell somebody else to do so that I can give myself that time to make sure that I prioritize myself and respect myself enough to keep my work to myself? So, I hope all of that helps y'all. I know that was a lot of information. I know I kind of threw it at you, but what I want you to do, right? Let me give you some homework because I feel like in a past life, I could have been a teacher. I actually went to college to be a teacher for one semester until I realized that the likelihood of me not being able to say fuck every three seconds is very slim. And I don't think elementary schools would appreciate that. So I quickly realized me being an early childhood educator was not in the cards for me. But I can give y'all homework. So what I want you to do is I want you to get a sheet of paper and I want you to think of one habit that you want to create. So one thing that you want to focus on for the remainder of the year, just one, right? Maybe it's five day workouts. Maybe it's, you know, drinking water. Maybe it's eating more veggies. One thing that you want to become a habit. And then I want you to write a routine to promote that habit. So for example, if you're routine, right? Your habit that you want to create is you want to eat more veggies. Your routine around creating that habit could be, I'm going to meal plan veggie sides, right? I'm going to meal plan veggie sides and I'm going to go to the grocery store and actually buy those veggies. Once I do that, I am going to prep the veggies, right? I'm going to cut or clean or whatever the case may be so that they're easily accessible for me to eat. And I'm going to put them in places that I can actually fucking see them and not in the crisper where they're going to get rotten and then I'm going to throw them away. So there's your routine to promote the habit, right? So maybe your goal is your habit. I want to drink a gallon of water a day. So the routine is you buy your hydro jug, you fill your hydro jug up at night time. So in the morning you open your fridge, your hydro jug is sitting in your fridge and you drink it. And your goal is to have it done by mid lunch. So then you refill that and have it again, right? So there's your routine to promote your habit. So I want you to really focus on that. And then if you feel up to it, you can share that to your Instagram story and tag me in it so I can see all of your habits that y'all are wanting to create. If not, then just write it down and share it with a friend so that you guys can hold each other accountable on really creating these routines so that you can create new habits. All right, so that is all I've got for y'all today. Next week, I will be doing a half marathon recap because I do have my third half marathon this Sunday. We're really shooting for a personal record. I have been fucking killing myself with a training cycle. So I'm really excited. I will be doing a recap on that the next episode. I'll also be talking just all things running. So make sure that you tune into that. If you did find something helpful in this podcast episode, please make sure to share it with a friend, share it to your Instagram stories and tag me. I really like to see, you know, all of your guys' takeaways on it, but it also helps the podcast grow. And, you know, we 
don't do any promotions or anything on the podcast. It's all word of mouth. And, you know, my goal in this is to really help as many people as possible. So if you also have a little bit of time, you could go over to the Apple Podcast episode, um, episode, the Apple Podcast app and leave us a five star. It really, really does help. And I really do appreciate it. So anyways, I'm going to leave y'all like I leave it every single time in a world full of bitches. Be that bitch, whatever that bitch is to you. I love y'all and I'll see you next week. 